Hey there, folks. Welcome to episode 168 of the Becoming Human podcast. That was, wow, that was chunky. <laughs> this episode features my son. He is nine years old and loves to skateboard. At least that's one of his passions that we talk about in this podcast. He picked up skateboarding and scootering about eight, nine, maybe even a a year ago. And he's been head over heels for it, constantly pushing himself and testing to see what he can do and practicing to be able to do things that were once impossible for him. And it's beautiful watching someone learn and even more so when it's your own son. I like to talk with kids. I find their perspectives are very interesting. What's more is to watch them evolve over time and to see what the difference is in between how children see the world and adults see the world. Um, This conversation is an exploration of that. At the end of the show, I'm going to play you out with a song by Juice World called Lucid Dreams. If you'd like to support the show, you can uh, head over to becominghumanpodcast.com and show your love. Sharing it with a friend, dropping a comment, picking up some merch... Without any further ado, here's Joey. Hey, Joey. Hi. How are you? Good. You've been, what have you been doing lately? Skateboarding, video games, school. What's skateboarding like? Fun, painful, hard. Why? Scootering is even more so. Because I'm kind of stuck with scootering right now because, like... Um, I like no bunny hops, and I'm trying to learn other stuff, but I want to learn tricks. How long did it take you to learn bunny hops? One week. It took you a week to learn bunny hops? A week and a half to learn how to bunny hop, yeah. What was it like? It was kind of hard. At first, it was very difficult. When I first started scootering, I wanted to quit. Why? Because I felt like I couldn't do it. Why would you keep doing something that you feel like you can't do? Because you can always learn. Why learn? What's the point of that? Why would you? Why do you want to spend time doing To get better at that? something. That's why you learn and to progress. But is it like, you know, oftentimes people are like, I want you to learn this because I want you to be a good person. Or I want you to learn this skill so you can earn an income and you can take care of yourself. Um, but why, why would you just learn just to learn? Because then I wanted, because. Why are you, like, why are you motivated for that? Is it because it's like. Because I know that when I'm able to bunny hop, things will get a lot funner and it'll be a bigger variety of things to learn next. Have you ever had like, um, been entertained when you weren't learning? Yes. Like when? Like when I watch YouTube and when um, when I'm playing games on my phone. What's the difference between the kind of fun that you have ex- in those moments where you're not learning anything and then the moments where you are learning things? Say that again. What's the difference between the fun that you're having when you're not learning anything? You're just like just entertainment and 
struggling and, and trying to learn things and having fun. Like, what's the difference of that kind of fun for you? How does that feel? Um, because when you're scootering, it's type two fun. And when, well, it's kind of like type one and a half because, like, sometimes I'll have a good, sometimes it'll be type one and sometimes it'll be type two. And when I'm learning, it's always type one. What's type two fun to mean to you? Mm, then when it's not fun when you're doing it, but it's fun after. Is that like, is that really that way? Or do people, or do you feel like that's just something people say? That's just, I really feel that way. Is there something that you've ever experienced that's that you look back on that you remember made you feel that way? Where you it was not fun in the moment, but it was really uh, fun when yes, it's over. The fir- the, I, th- I think it was the fourth time I ever went to the skate park. Really? Um, has that helped you in, in other things in life? Like in other kind of tasks or activities people ask you to do or you get to do? Yes, balancing. Balancing? How? Because scootering and skateboarding, you have to be able to balance pretty well to be able to do it. And then so then that improves your balance. So when somebody asks you, hey, can you go balance on this log and I'll give you this or even just for nothing and they just were wondering if you could balance on it, then you're able to. You ever get satisfaction out of doing something, even if no one give, even if you, no one gives you yes. a, a reward at the end? Yeah. Is How that... scootering is, but you kind of give yourself a reward. How? Because when you learn a trick, like, then it'll feel so good because you just accomplished it. Well, that's where, like, I feel conf, that's where I, I feel like I grow my confidence. Mm-hmm. Because... I had my a low, I've often had like a low self-worth or a low opinion of myself mm-hmm. and people would encourage me to think better about myself. And I would really try to be like, well, Will, you're a good person or Will, like, you know, you're likable or you're nice to people and things like that. But I didn't have a history of experiences that challenged that part of myself. Yeah. Um, so when I like, when I learned how to run... Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did my first, um, I don't know what I did, like the 40 miles around St. Helens, right? Yeah. When I when I talk about running, you know, it's not that I know everything about running, but I actually know something about running yeah. now because I, I have experiences. Mm-hmm. And when I go into groups of people, if I'm not with a bunch of trail runners anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'm like... I can offer knowledge and information on running. And it's not just because like I read something, it's because it's a part of my life. Like it's, yeah. it's in me and I develop a lot of confidence out of that. Yeah. I'm sure when I'm, when I die and I, or like when I, if I ever get my legs get decap, I get decapitated. No, that's with your head coming off. If I were to be paralyzed, I'm sure that, um, it would make me feel pretty insecure because I was no longer a runner. Yeah. Right. Um, just like skateboarding, if I felt confident because I got good at skateboarding, that's a, if I were paralyzed, like now the big it's a thing that I'm worried about in skateboarding because I've heard stories, even just like mostly I watch like Tony Hawk, Bob Burdenquist, all those people, um, and Garrett Jr. and stuff like that, other uh, skateboarding YouTubers, and 
um, I watch them, and I'm always nervous about because most of them have they've either had surgery, serious. All of them have had serious injuries from skateboarding, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm worried about is just getting paralyzed and not being able to skate. Most of the people who get injured, though, are they traumatic injuries that prevent them from living life? No. It's from skateboarding. It's, it can, like, affect... It'll only affect their skateboarding. Really? Like, how so? What do you mean? Like, so, when... Uh, so, like, um, when you get, like... Think about getting, like... Uh, what were we talking about again? <clears throat> um, how it affects their skateboarding if they get seriously injured. Um, it affects well, it or kinda only aff- skateboarding. It kind of affects most. It kind of affects all of your life. How? Because so if you get paralyzed, you can't skate. You can't go jumping on trampoline. But have you seen? That's an imagination. Unless you've seen examples of that, of like becoming paralyzed because i get this in the rock climbing a lot i'm like ah oh, my my um my safe my the things that i tie into the rock are gonna snap or like i'm gonna fall and if i fall and accidentally hit that ledge i'm gonna be paralyzed but an example that i see with a lot of people is some people fall on their head and die but most people like you know bruise themselves or maybe even sprain something yeah. so what examples have you seen in skateboarding injuries uh, i've seen injuries Mostly. from Mm, screws and arms to hip bone in their wrist. They, wait, what? A hip bone in their wrist? What do you mean? Like, so they broke their wrist, their bone, and their whole bone got, their whole arm got fractured. Whoa. So they had to take, so they, had, they can't use that bone anymore, so they had to take another bone from their body. I think it was hips, hip, my or hip bone. I'm not sure, though. Um, and they had, and they put it in your arm to replace the one that was for your arm. How do you think that would, or what have you seen that affect that person's life? Because they, it, it's just not their normal wrist. And mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't have as much movement. No, it doesn't? No, it only can go like up and down and just a little bit to the side. Is it pain? Do they talk about? pain or anything that if it's painful or not it's it, at they say that at first it's really painful to move mm-hmm. so the you can you, you can make mistakes where for the maybe for the rest of your life mm-hmm. that you're gonna you can suffer in pain and have a limited ability to move right and skateboarding and scootering these things that you these pleasures you have with using your body require you to move mm-hmm. right and it's like moving with your body, moving things with your body is really fun. But if you get too injured, what's the consequence? Consequences that you can't do normal everyday things. But if you can't, so is this joy and entertainment you have exclusive to physical learning and physical challenges just for you? No. What other ways do you find joy and entertainment that are not physical challenges, that are other kinds of challenges? Challenges? Mm-hmm. Other not kinds of physical. skills that you like to learn. I huh? don't know. Yeah, but of course physical. It's okay if that's all. Video games are pretty challenging. 
Like the Skater XL is challenging. Would you want to live your whole life? So if you were not able to use your body to, to do the thing that you loved, would you like to play a simulation of the thing that you once were able to do? No, because it just makes me want to do more. <laughs> and it would make me want to and it make me want to do something where I can skate. There's something to be said that there's a guy who skates really well. Um, like it's I don't know if it's competitive with like the high level of professional skaters, but he's able to do it competitively and, and people like to watch him. Uh, he doesn't have any legs. so And he's able to do like flip tricks and all these other things too. Tray. And he can, I don't know, he can, um, he could even do gaps and things like that. And I think he can grind. He's basically, I think he's doing like coffin style um, skating. skating. Which, push. Uh, with his hands, I think. Um, and That's uh, just kind of odd. You do whatever you can to make it work, right? Because skating's yeah. just um, skating's yoga and skating's calisthenics, skating's yeah. gymnastics, and skating's jujitsu. But you know, with a few key details that are different. Right? Yeah. Um, however, like you, the physical self. You know, I used to watch uh, cartoons, and in the cartoons that I'd watch, there would be these like groups of people. There'd be like jocks and nerds, and like yeah. these um, goths and all these like clicks yeah. and I found that I could f see sometimes I was like a goth. Sometimes I was that thing. Right. Like right now What's I could almost like someone who like dresses with like um, really thick, heavy makeup, like eyeliner and eyeshadow like and stuff like people that. people who just like and just listen to a, a certain kind of music. Um, yeah, can be. Yeah. And they usually listen to really like heavy music and very like grungy. And, Something else that I get out of skateboarding is rage. Why? Because in skateboarding, it can be the most. It's pro. It's the most frustrating physical activity I've done. What is it? What makes it frustrating? Because if you're just trying to land the trick, I've tried to land a trick for an hour and I couldn't, and we had to go, and I was just so frustrated that I couldn't land that trick. And next time I went, I still tried to land that trick, and I couldn't land that trick. But. How much of, of skateboarding is achievement based and how much of skateboarding is just the pure pleasure of or scootering um, pure pleasure of like riding? Well, skate for you. Can you say that again? Uh, how much of, you know, skateboarding and yeah. scootering is, is achievement based or like Probably. It's because you're achieving things or how much of it is. Um, just pleasurable just to have the experience. 75% pleasurable, 25% achievement. But the thing with scootering is I don't really like to just cruise with the scooters mm -hmm. because they're kind of like, I feel like they're like super tricky. And skateboarding, I feel like they're just, I like um, skateboarding for, like, I like to do flip tricks and I like that more than cruising. But I like cruising on a skateboard more than I like cruising on a scooter. What does cruising mean to you? Just riding, not doing any tricks. Just riding. Not doing tricks, not going down ramps, maybe. Just like riding on the sidewalk out there. Do you ever do tricks? Is there any kind of tricks that you can do on the scooter that it's so easy you don't think about it? Yep, bunny Just hops. like riding? Bunny hops and no footers. So then is a bunny hop and a no footer cruising do you too? Like, what do you understand that? Like, there's the idea yeah. of cruising, like, I'm cruising down the street. But then there's, like, 
like the actual act of cruising. But then there's this this idea that we're talking about, this nebulous idea of like not trying to improve and and try things that you can't do and strive for something more, but yeah. doing what yeah. you maybe maybe just doing what you already know how to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do that with um, with running a lot and with climbing. But I'll talk about running. In running, there's my way of cruising is is doing a um, easy pace, so uh, three to four out of ten on my effort level. So not my time, but how much effort I'm putting out. And you know, sometimes it's running, sometimes it's like quick walking. Um, and when I do that, like my brain goes, I go into a flow state, yeah. as they call it. And when I'm in that flow state, time doesn't pass the same way. Um, mm-hmm. Time feels like it, it feels like there's no time at all. There's no here nor there. There just just is. Yeah. And um, in all my like my monkey mind, all of the chatter in my head, all the thoughts about what I'm going to eat and like, does this person love me? What mm-hmm. do I think about my hair or like any of these things? It's just all gone. And I'm not trying to get anywhere. You know, even if I'm running somewhere and all it is is just like left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. And I'm not when running. Yeah. And I'm but when I'm running at that low intensity, but then there's this other thing where I can run really hard. And that really hard for me is, 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 you know, running as fast as I can and fast as I can is, is super intense. Mm-hmm. And when I'm when I'm doing those things, I'm striving. I'm striving to be faster. Right. I'm striving to be stronger. And when I'm striving in those ways, I'm stretching and growing. It seems to really help me some of the time. Mm -hmm. But when all of my running becomes, am I faster this time? Did I go further this time? And it's never like, wow, I really enjoyed that run today. Or my body felt great today. Or I really like the rhythm of my feet. Do you you see the difference? But I think those things are very important to have. Because when you're like goal orientated or I just need to get here. You yeah. can grow so much, mm-hmm. you know. What are some places that you would like to go in in your life? Like just around the globe. Around the globe? Around the whole world. Well, there's, what, are, um, what are five places that you really want to go to? Five places? In your whole life. That's difficult. Well, I'd want to go to... Uh, one of my friends is in Tanzania, so What's Tanzania's that? would be cool just because I have that on my mind. Is that in Russia um, or what? It is Alyssa uh, and... Um, is that that one girl that you... Yeah, it's Ryan uh, Ryan Creed's um, yeah. wife or girlfriend. Yeah, Alyssa De Rosa. She's super cool and she travels all around the world and does like where's, a, where's, a uh, filming and editing and things. Where's um, Tanzania? And she worked on Alone, too. Uh, Tanzania is, uh, I think it's in Central Africa somewhere. I just, um, I if I were to choose the five places that I want to go see, I would want to spread myself across the culture evenly. Like, mm-hmm. um, I would want to go to a like Greece to yeah. be able to look at like the Parthenon and things like that. Uh, it would be really interesting to go and see places in china and experience the culture in china i'd want to go to to um, to tibet just because i I really like the um the himalayas and the mountaineering aspect of it but then the monasteries and monks are really cool um i want to go to japan 
is Japan. I'm, I'm fascinated about their culture. I almost see them as very like, not like alien as in a different like race or anything like that, but like so different from the way that we structure our lives, you know, f throughout hundreds of years or generations. And I'd love to just learn about that culture. Um, and I would want to go to um, probably somewhere in Russia as well. What do you know? What place that you would like to go if you went anywhere in Russia? I don't really know much. I'd probably go to Moscow. The f probably top five places I would like to go to. I would like to go to New York, London. Um, I would like to go to California again since I've started skating. Is there are a lot of cool skate spots in California. Yeah, Venice Beach, Santa Monica Courthouse. Um, I would like to go to Tokyo. I would like to go... Wait, how many have I done? Three? Mm -hmm. And then I would like to go to... Probably, I would really like to go to the uh, India. Oh, yeah. I'd want to go to like, India, like Delhi. would be Delhi. really cool. Or, Delhi? The one where there's a 750-foot bigot. Big statue. Oh, that's cool. The thing. The Statue of Liberty is only big as its foot. What? 750 feet. That is insane. In Delmar, I think. Delhi? No, Delmar. Bali? <laughs> Delmar is a taco place, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Delmar tacos. Or maybe not. I have done four, so. One more. Australia. Australia? Why do you want to go to Australia? And and if and one more place is Washington D.C. Yeah, Washington. What interests you about Australia? Animals. The animals there. I want to see a buff kangaroo. <laughs> and then the towns. And then the cops, cause they have like weird, really weird cars. And just ov the overall area, it's huge. It's a ginormous Especially, country. I would like to go to the city of Sydney. Yeah? Because that one looks awesome. They have cool, like, it's like a big, like, it's kind of like Seattle. Mm-hmm. They even have uh, the cool building there as well. Well, oh, Opera House? Mm-hmm, Opera House. I don't really know the point of that building. Well, we do a lot of things. I mean, places do a lot of things like that. It's um, kind of like with skateboarding. What you were talking about with achievement. Can we build this? What can we build? And then they execute it and create this monolith in real life. You could argue that the Space Needle is that. You could argue the Empire State Building is that. Except that was obviously good. Yeah, that's why I want to go to New York's Empire State Building in Times Square. And then um, you could say that the Golden Gate Bridge is a similar thing too. But we have something here in Washington called the Tacoma Dome. And the Tacoma Dome is, is another feat of engineering that looks really cool. And draws you in by how they built it and the the, the, the choices Is that, that they the, made. Is that like the baseball field? Or? Mm, it's like a convention center. They'll have like um, all different kinds of events there. People will rent it out from um, monster trucks to concerts, um, car shows, and the likes. Basically, it becomes... What's an, the likes? Just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, it becomes a big empty space, and you can make money by renting out the empty space. And being inside of it's really cool. So that becomes a, a business venture. And I would also 
one place in California I would like to go to is the uh, Santa Monica Courthouse. Oh, why there? Because it's not, not like the courthouse because I want to go to court or anything. I want to see that. Because outside they built this like skate. It's uh, one of the best skate spots that's just on the street. Because there's like, I think it's, do you remember in Skater XL? Courthouse one. Yeah. That's all those, all those little, even all those rails and stuff are real. That's cool. And I would like to go there because it looks like a really fun spot. Mm-hmm. And Venice Beach has the best two pools. Do they? Yeah. For what? Pools, yeah. For swimming? For skating. <laughs> two bowls, okay. That's cool. Um, how is skateboarding and scootering changed the way you looked at landscapes? Uh, because before, like, let's say uh, we're just uh, walking down the sidewalk. This is before I was skating. Um, this is like semi-true. Like, like this happened, not all these words, but we. this has happened to me. We were walking down the sidewalk in Bellingham, I think. Mm-hmm. And there was a rail on the side, and I was like, ooh, that should be a cool rail to just hold on. It like, not even, like, cool. I just didn't even bother mm-hmm. it. And now, if we went to go on that same sidewalk and see that same rail, I'd be like, that's probably a really good place to skate. Mm-hmm. So, every, like, all the grinding spots and even just a little kicker's big. Mm-hmm. What does it mean that when it's a really good place to skate? Like, what are you imagining? Because uh, I get like what a, you're symbolizing. Like, it's a good place to grind, a rail. But, what, like, take away the skating and stuff. What kind of experience are you having? Like, you know what I'm... Fun skating experience? It's fun. What other kind of feelings? Mm. Um, Hard. Are you scared? Scared, ever? yes, definitely. And what does it feel like? Um, oh, yeah. Confronting the fear. Feels really good. Um, or all when f- it's done, it's not too fun. When it's oh, when it's done, is there? But is it? Is it that all fear is something to be to? Um, do you do everything despite your fear? Is like no. fear always? A, is fear always an incorrect voice or a voice you shouldn't listen to though? No. How do you figure out when to listen and when not to listen? When to be brave and when to when to be a good student of fear? Like, how do you figure all that stuff out? It's hard. Yeah. Is it is it like as easy as like reading about it? No. Maybe do you practice figuring out what's an appropriate level of bravery when you um Go skating or do yeah. these things that make you feel scared. Uh, do you think you get better at it over time or more reckless? Way better. Yeah. Why? Because practice. What does practice mean? What does that mean? You know about yourself. What knowledge Learning. do you? What knowledge do you get when you practice these things and that make you feel afraid? And as you learn more, what do you feel about yourself when you do these things that have high consequences? Feel good. Yeah, you feel good. Mm-hmm. Is and it because you you don't care if you get hurt? No, I really do care. So then, how do you feel good about it? What do you What do you know? 
and you feel like maybe confidence. Yeah. Um, and speaking of rails, another reason why I would like to go to California is because this is sick twenty rail stair at, and the staircase is called El Toro because the the university is called El Toro. But the sad thing is, it got skate stopped. It got rail stopped. So I would like to like do maybe a nollie if you know what this is then. Um, so a nollie, which is where you ollie, but you're like, you ollie, you usually ollie using the tail, but this one you're going to use the nose and like you're going backwards and you're going to ollie. Um, so you're, you're doing, you're riding up, do a nollie and do a tray flip, which is basically a three, you do three flip, like side flips in the air with your body no this so you pop and then you flick and then with your and then the skateboard the skateboard does like sideways flips kind of like a kickflip but more like forward and diet more like forward and diagonal more diagonal than um a kickflip and then when you land, you'll like do the nollie and you'll be like over here. Like you'll be on the right side and you'll land more to the left than you were, than you started out when jumping. Oh. That's a really dream. That's, that'd be a dream come true if I get to skate, if I got to skate there. Really? Wow. Do you, what would happen if you fell? Uh, it'd still be a dream because at least I get to go there and try it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, that would really suck. Would you and, wait, no, no, it wouldn't suck because I would turn around and go try again. Would you, would you practice, though, to, um, increase the confidence that you wouldn't fall? Like, for that one, that one attempt, that dream attempt. Yes, I would probably go to the Santa Monica 18 stair, which is next to the L.A. courthouse. Same thing, Santa Monica. They're in, close to the same area. Um, it's in West LA. So if you so the Santa Monica 18 stair, um, I would probably practice doing a nollie tree down that, and then after I do that, if I fall, and then I'll keep practicing on that until I can nail that, and then I'll go all the way to El Toro, and then and then do a nollie tree down that until I get it. Do you, do you believe that you can get so good at something on the skateboard or, or you can practice so much that you can do it without failure? Yeah. And that is why I think that you experience confidence. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to tell someone and inspire them to be confident, if only just for a moment. But for lasting confidence, it really helps to learn a skill. And be able to share that skill with other people. Um, I used to think skateboarders and stuff, some of them are, and some people definitely are a little less careless about their, their own well-being, which I think that's a personal choice. And I try to educate you to think very, um, to think, to think a lot on that subject. Yeah. But um, there's quality versus quantity, right? Do you want four quarters or a hundred pennies? Or do you want just $1 coins? Like mm -hmm. that's a little bit short for me, but 
I'd rather take like, you know, um, 20 dimes or 20 nickels. Yeah. Um, but I, so I thought like skaters, skateboarders were reckless and things like that. And now I, some can be, some can be exactly. But I realized that most are super reckless with their well being, And a lot of the time they practice very simple, easy skills and they scale them or grow those skills to be able to confidently do them in situations that have a high risk. And it's really rewarding because it really means something to do well. Yeah. If you need to like write, a, if you need to give a speech, right? You get yeah. really nervous because you're going to fail. And if you fail, it's all right. And that's a great thing. But how many opportunities do we get to really have to be present in order to make it out unscathed? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that's an opportunity to have some of the time that can really enrich your life. I'm, but I'm saying that because I'm a big old scaredy cat. And my my biggest thing is getting out of my own head and committing. I've never broken a bone in my life. I've gotten stitches. And I'd probably not be the most boldest one um, out of the group. Right? I'd yeah. maybe be sometimes the bravest, but not the boldest. I haven't broken anything ever, <clears throat> but I've recently had one of the worst pains that I've had. Yeah, how was that? In my whole life, we went to the trampoline park. I jumped. If you know what the orange trampolines are, they're ones that have, like, extra springs, so you bounce way higher. So I jumped off the highest ones, and my dad said it would be okay to land on my feet. Not, I'm not blaming him. It was my fault. But when I landed, my, my, my I, went, I went, like, I, I postured outwards on accident. And I kind of like flinched and then my whole back just popped and it really hurt. I couldn't breathe mm-hmm. for like five, like mm-hmm. for like 10 seconds. And it was the longest 10 seconds of my life. I bet. Mm-hmm. In dire situations, time seems to stretch on forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that, it could be a really scary situation. That's, um, so I've always been scared to jump off of the highest point on the orange trampoline, but well, I've jumped off the highest point in the orange trampoline. I've always been scared to jump and land on my feet because usually I just land on my butt. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was okay to land on my feet, but if it were any higher, then it wouldn't be okay to land on my feet because it would it could hurt me. Even yeah. if I landed correctly. Yeah, well, it, it all depends on your technique. Like the yeah. higher that you go in a trampoline, the, if the it's not always the, the better. M- well, yeah, but the more consequences you get for bad technique. So if yeah. you're to jump from the highest point on those um, on the more powerful trampolines, uh, the what you have to do is the trampoline is more powerful because it, it's pushing you back up with greater force, right? Yes. And the more force you push down, the more force it'll push up. So your body has to be able to deal with all of that load. And your body is pretty, um, it's pretty adaptable. But when you put it under really high loads, just like if you're going to lift the, the heaviest weight you can, like 90% of your capacity, you need yeah. to make sure that your body has the proper amount of tension in it or else you can get really injured. You're capable of it, right? But if you don't do it correctly, whatever that means, 
then you're going to suffer severe consequences. And this is what happens when we bring concrete into play. So if you practice like doing dive rolls onto concrete um, and things of that nature, it's not that concrete is just destined to kill you and injure you. It's really like concrete has a lot higher consequences. If you have poor technique, you know, you will, you can get really hurt. Yeah. Um, and that's why technique's important in concrete, you know. But um, something else that I wanted to, uh, something else that I really like doing right now is like, uh, I like to do, I like to go, yeah, I really like to do parkour and do, um, go jump on trampolines, but that kind of ties into skateboarding. Why? Because with skateboarding, you jump a lot, and you um, you go over things, and you have to balance and stuff. Um, is there? Do you like them all for the same reason, or is there something that you like more about having um, your device to trick on? To trick on, uh. I kind of like having not anything motorized, but I like having something with wheels to do tricks on. Yeah. Not motorized, though, because I really, Well, I, I'm not trying to put down motorized things to do tricks on, mm-hmm. but I just prefer stuff without motors to do tricks on. Yeah. Makes sense. Because um, so you're not actually using your own power. Yeah. Not your own power use. Oh. Uh. Is there anybody that you really look up to in skateboarding? Bob Bernaquist, Tony Hawk. Yeah, Bob Bernaquist, Tony Hawk. Um, there's Garrett Jenner and Sam Tabor. Why do you look up to them? Because they all have, like, they're skateboarding. They, like, kind of, like, they kind of like to do, like... They do things, like, that I would really like to do, like, one, for instance, Tony Hawk, Vert, Bob Bernaquist, Vert 2, and I've learned quite a bit from them, especially the Tony Hawk game. What's Vert? Vertical ramps. What does that so mean? So ramps that are sh- not fully straight up, it's kind of like a U. And they're like U's, like straight, like straight down, but goes in, mm-hmm. just transition. Uh, what's it like to do that? What's different about that stuff than than street and park? Street and park skating. Um, first of all, you're going faster, going down bigger ramps, and you're um. And you're more like, you have less control of the skateboard. Because when you go down vert ramps, you're usually on a half pipe. Or you sometimes can be, let's just say we're on a half pipe. And so when you drop right in, your tail on the coping, metal pipe on top, um, that's like built into the ramp. You have your tail on there, 
and then you push down and lean forward um, on the um, front bolt to the skateboard, and then you'll go in, and then you should raw, and then you will raw, end up riding away, and then you'll end up riding down, and then you'll go up the other you. With street, if you go down a little mini quarter pipe, then when you go, first of all, you don't have as much speed. So you can't really, it's harder to control with more speed. So when you go down a quarter pipe, then you can just push, then you can like push away. And because when you're advert, if you try to push while going really quick, your foot can easily get sucked away and you could fall because you need two feet to balance on the skateboard. Some people do do it with one, but. So it's a lot easier when you drop it on a quarter pipe because then you can push. And usually when you go down a quarter pipe, well, I'm kind of not talking about street. I'm talking about park. (laughs) Park skating. It's different than bird, okay? So when you go down the quarter pipe, then you can push away because it's usually flat ground when you're done with the quarter pipe. That you can push away from, and you can control your board more because you don't have as much speed. What about street? Oh, so street, you're usually not going down ramps unless they're naturally built like hills with sidewalks in them. It's like to ride on a sidewalk. Terrible. Doesn't it sound like you like street very much. I like street. I just don't like riding on sidewalks. <laughs> because, because sidewalks, they have these... You better stop. <laughs> they have these little cracks in them. You can do... But you can hey! do crack ollies and stuff. No. Ch- chink ollies. No, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you... Because you, you when you go... So that doesn't make any sense because when you go on them, because when you go on the sidewalk, there's cracks and Or you can use them to ollie, but if you have bigger tires, oh my god, stop yelling! If you have bigger wheels, or you can just um. Or I've with seen you, smaller I wheels, that's kind of on the skateboards, and I see little Miss when you ride over them, so those wheels are designed for for bowl cruising, you have bigger tires. And then that's kind of fun, but it's not hot. You haven't had those before. Those longboards kind of like that, but I don't That's not Elmo, it's Kermit the Frog. It's not the same as That's Harry's old name. What? That was Harry's old name. Kermit? Oh my goodness. A yellow lab named Kermit. Also, we don't live in a very Kermit. area. But, so, yeah, so it's been well, raining a lot lately, urban. so it's really urban hard to go like skate a, because most urban is Seattle, I got like fat, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm made out of fabric. Know, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's been hard to skate because it's raining, and raining's my least favorite weather. But raining's excellent because raining's I know the raining reason is. why there's um, mushrooms. Raining's why I we, really like we drink mushrooms. water. <laughs> yes, I um, do. It's what, how trees grow. Yep. 
the, the only reason why I like mushrooms or I mentioned mushrooms and nuts because I like it, but it's because I try to think of what <laughs> things can I look forward to when it rains? Because guess what you can't control? When it rains. Exactly. But what can you control? Your the, skills. Your attitude. Your attitude. Your, maybe even what you like to do in your time. Um, and I get that people like all different kinds of things, but when it rains, there isn't just one kind of activity that's available that is unique to the rain. There are many kinds of activities that are available that are unique to the rain. You know, rain's a part of your life. It's like, it's not gross. It just is. Just like mud isn't gross. But when it is sunny, we're lucky enough to have a skate park uh, two minutes away we can't finish the song to, uh, all the way there. It'll, we'll get like a minute in. So like it's like two minutes away, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't get why I said it'll go a minute in to the song. <laughs> only two minutes. Usually my dad takes a while to put the song on. So um, we only get to listen to a minute of the song before we get to the skate park. And, but we are planning to move soon when he gets a job. At the computer mobob thing. Um, and we're going to get a house. And I don't really want to move. I want to move into a house. But the downside is we have six. Also, we have a really cool skate park. Cathedral Woolly uh, Skate Park. Um, and it's huge, dude. But when we move, we won't have that skate park. We'll have six trash ones. Or not trash, because anybody who lives there might take that offensive. But it'll not be as good as the one here. But we'll have six of them, other than one skate park that's really good. We'll have six not very good ones. But it's quality and quantity. We went to Bellingham, and their skate parks, like the transitions, they're really rough, and people Mm -hmm. don't understand that is like going from um from one angle like vertical to a flat angle like 180 degrees it um it is yeah very instant it's not a smooth transition and at first i was like wow impossible and then i as we go to that skate park i see these people who are like uh doing tricks that i didn't think i could do or i'm not able to do yet and I'm learning to do. They're literally impossible to me now, but if I practice, they may not be impossible to me in the future. And um, yeah, it's good if you want to learn how to wall ride there. That and that's what I also learned. I was watching a video about learning how to wall ride, and they said that you have to look for parking barriers because the parking barriers are, or road barriers are the perfect for wall, learning how to wall ride because they're not exactly vertical but they're so mm-hmm. close to vertical and then i thought about that and i was like wow that's what everything in bellingham is and i realized again that what i am trying to do is is i'm not trying to like land this perfect kickflip um i'm tr- or like i'm not trying to roll up that w- or hit that gap that i've seen this person like tony hawk hit or whatever yeah i'm like I'm just trying to challenge myself enough and that you can actually still do it. Just have fun. Yeah. Challenge, do things that I think I might not be able to do, work towards things that are currently impossible, and mostly do things that I can do consistently. Yeah. And, you know, like now I'm starting to be able to <clears> drop <throat> down curbs 
on a skateboard and go up curbs I without I ollieing. I just started to be able to drop down them. And and that's like big for me. Not because look at me, I have achieved, which is a little bit a part of it, but mostly it's big for me because I have a new easy. Going up and down curbs are everywhere. Now I can go down them. I can go up them and that's still like it's easy, but I'm not 100% confident in my ability to do it. So it's still really exciting, but I don't flow a lot with it. And yeah. I know now that as I practice more, it'll become easy and it'll be my flow, my, my like my flow move. And and that means that like I have flow everywhere. I have flow on all these these sidewalks. There are people who who jump over fire hydrants. They all eat fire hydrants. And I look at a fire hydrant right now with my with a skateboard or a scooter or even my. Yeah, a skateboard or scooter, and I see no potential in the fire, in the fire hydrant. Yeah, I don't see like, wow, I'd be sick to jump over. Um, and how parkour has helped me is that I'm more able to do cartwheels and jump over things with my body, and with the skateboard or scooter, it's a lot harder for me. So I can cartwheel over a fire hydrant, yes. and that's really fun for some reason. Um, and also when I grow up. My dream job is going to be professional skater, uh, content creator, <coughs> and I want to live <coughs> in a, I want to have a van that I can go make content and go skate all around the world. That'd be cool. And if I had a fantasy van, but you can't have you can't have them because they don't exist. I would have it where it can go on water, it can fly, and and it could drop bombs. Why? Because I want to drop bombs. Because I want to see the action. Well, that's terrible. You don't have to get something that can drop bombs to see that kind of action. Well, bombs, but they will go like, but it will only drop if you're in. Somewhere that has no houses, nobody. I'm owns sure the no one is able to guarantee that. No one will trust someone to have that, and you'll have military on you your. You can behind. trust me. It's not it's how that Joey. works. It's Joey. You could trust me. Well, have you ever thought about making fireworks and and getting into fireworks like you get into skateboards? No. There's there's a whole companies that make fireworks, and they they design different different kinds of mixtures of powders. Um, and different compartments to create patterns in the sky from their fireworks. Like it's a whole industry. Um, and the thing that you can do is, is you can't just do it. We have to have like a, an ATF approved, um, safe box and a, a, an approved workstation. Um, and also it's important to notify your community so that no one thinks that you're making a bomb because I've heard of issues with that before. Um, that'd be terrible. Well, there have been people who are confused with making a bomb and they weren't behaving properly and responding to the police properly and the police ended up shooting them. But uh, but that's also because they thought he was going to like detonate a bomb. But really, his over fireworks thing gotten into a fight with um, his roommate. Anyway, with the fireworks, um, you can mix basically powders together, which is like um, like phosphorus and um things like that and they create different colors when they get set on fire and you can learn how to do all of those things and you're allowed to do that you're allowed to make you know you might not be able to set them off where you are 
or if you have a property or if you have a place where you find that you're allowed to set those off, it's something that, that you can do, you know? Um, I don't think you can make any recreational explosives though, other than fireworks. Yeah. Um, but I know people do like, uh, they go and they, it's this one that they get and I forget what it's called, but they use it for shooting and they'll put it inside of, um, cars and stuff like that, or they'll put it on, um, targets and then they'll shoot it and they'll detonate it with the, the thing and it makes these big explosions and people will do that on their property which i think you're allowed to do that kind of stuff there um and i imagine like here's one is if you were to go into there's two things that i know that are really useful that people need is if you're in a quarry i know detonation is something that they use sometimes in detonating charges and creating charges yeah. another one is my friend used to work on the highways and what they would do is um, he they would drill holes into the rocks and they would place charges inside of the rocks and blow them up so that they can then that's they blast that to um, to clear so they could build a roadway or they blast it so that rock doesn't fall. A third job that I just thought of is that they're in ski patrol. Yes. What they do to do avalanches, they detonate avalanches. Um, That'd be fun. By using job. bombs or like little charges and they like, drop charges. Do they do big avalanches? Do they do small avalanches? Or do they do the avalanches that we were at yesterday? Like, remember when we were sledding? I don't know if that was yesterday. But uh, yesterday we went sledding and we did it in the closed ski resort. And then there's like hills on the side. There's like this big two hills. It already had an avalanche that didn't. Mm -mm. There was these two hills that feed into each other, into this gully that hurts when you go down the hill on the sled because you'll just ram into that. It's not a long enough transition. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, when you so we my dad wouldn't let us go down some of one of the hills there because it, it has a possibility to have an avalanche. Yeah. The um. And what, some people have died going to ski resorts without having the proper snow. Uh, I gotta ask a question, right? Having the oh, proper. I asked what ones did they do? What avalanche? Having the proper. Um, without knowing how to understand like avalanche signs and things like that. Uh, and going in there, they I think they got an avalanche detonated on them, though. But they, they died and, and got caught in an avalanche, basically. Um, because okay. it was. And it's not. You don't have to defer your ability to say it's actually not even safe, from my understanding, to even go into a lot of ski resorts and just assume that everything's controlled and you never have to worry nope, about the not risk even of death. Open. But they no, even when they're open, I'm saying is oh, that. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that they control for avalanches, but avalanches can still happen. And on those days where it's a high risk day for avalanches, given the weather and the snowpack combination of factors um you could still be subjected to you know um being in an avalanche while being in bounds of a ski resort yes. um and those risk factors are always there but you can educate yourself and you can learn more about these things so you have less likely chance of dying you know you want to wrap it up here oh yeah sure we can okay all right um yeah thanks buddy i appreciate you coming on it's fun talking to you yeah maybe we could do another one, uh, like, in a couple of years. It's been four years since we did our last one. No, it hasn't. It hasn't? How long? It's been a year or two. 
Next one, we'll do it with a group of people. We'll have fun. Okay. All right, cool. This one was fun, too. Bye. Thank you, folks, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Let me know what you think. Um, I I hope to be able to talk to more kiddos in the future, especially kids that, you know, have an interest that they're really passionate about that they'd love to talk about. I think it would be um, a great platform for it and a nice shift of gears every once in a while. Um, And if you want to support the show... Head over to becomingHumanPodcast.com, share it with a friend, drop a comment. You can even subscribe to the email list, pick up some merch just in time for Christmas. And I'm going to play you out with a song called Lucid Dreams by Juice World. Enjoy. I still see your shadows in my room Can't take back the love that I gave you It's to the point where I love and I hate you And I cannot change you, so I must replace you Easier said than done, I thought you were the one Listening to my heart instead of my head You found another one, but I am the better one I won't let you forget me I still see your shadows in my room Can't take back the love that I gave you It's to the point where I love Said and done, I thought you were the one Listening to my heart instead of my head You found another one, but I am the better one I won't let you forget me You left me falling and landing inside my grave I know that you want me dead I take prescriptions to make me feel a-okay I know it's all in my head I have these lucid dreams where I can't move a thing Thinking of you in my bed You were my everything Thoughts of a Do it over again I didn't want it to end I watch it blow in the wind I should've listened to my friends Leave the shit in the past But I wanted to last You were made out of plastic Fake I was tangled up in your drastic ways Who knew evil girls had the prettiest face You gave me a heart that was full of mistakes I gave you my heart and you made heart break You made my heart break You made my heart
another one But I am the better one I won't let you forget me Fake. I was tangled up in your dress, the way 